0: Here comes your short and sweet parenting tip of the week.
1: Short and sweet parenting tips here, and we're covering the last installment of ways to reduce anxiety in your home. Today, you'll hear lots of ideas on how to leverage your kids' five senses to neutralize a stressful atmosphere in your home and help reset and relax your kids. I think you'll have fun with this one. Speaking of fun. (laughs) It's time for kids' activities. Yay! We are going to play a game today. I hope you have a couple of these items at home. Ask your grown-up to help you find straws and cotton balls or feathers. You can either blow a cotton ball across the table or see if you can keep the feather in the air without it touching the ground. You can blow through the straws if you have them, but you sure don't need them to play this game. Race your brother or sister or do this on your own. So parents, since we're talking about engaging the senses today, This kid's activity uses that principle, so watch your kid and see how they like this activity. Don and Gina Grodhoff join us from Focused Healthy Family again to talk about a need with our kids that isn't always being met right now.
0: Kids need to run and learn and move. That's how they're learning and growing and developing, Uh and they need an outlet for that.
2: Uh I've worked with kids, and I've seen a lot more sensory issues, Uh and that so, if you can understand the sensory issues what what they're going through, and there, there's a lot of it going on right now, and I think it's just a lot of the way things are are going in our society that we're not they're not getting to do the movements and the things they yeah. need to do.
0: Exercise, you know, outside time and I've grounding
2: been, time, things like that. And a... the
0: physical movement is so important in development. As we know, When if we sit all the time, okay. we're going to gain weight. Okay. Our bodies need movement and mm-hmm. some kids need more than others. Our oldest was kind of a calm kid. He didn't need as much movement and activity as our youngest, who literally takes breaks every hour or so being online with her friends to run around. But it's important that those things be incorporated because it really can help reduce anxiety um especially you know young children jumping on a trampoline running up and down i used to do wheelbarrow all the time where they're putting oh their hands on the floor and you them right. up to walk that proprioceptive yeah. input is calming to the system oh,
2: um, wow. I used to do burrito too remember oh
0: yeah in the um Having like a blanket and you roll your kid up like a burrito, yeah, the yeah. calming activity and different things are calming for different children yeah. depending mm-hmm. on their sensory. If it if they don't like it, then that's not going to calm their system. Mm-hmm. But there's lots of things. Sometimes their system just needs a chance to calm down, mm-hmm. or they need an outlet. They need to be able to, you know, if you're having to do school at home and they can't sit still, well, get up and move around. <laughs> it's you know, it's our. How we take an in information from the world is being processed through our senses and so if if things are not um, happening smoothly it, it causes disruption but i'd yeah. love to talk more
2: about that
1: yeah i would love to when we do another interview for the next season on mental health i would love to do an episode on sensory processing don you talked about you mentioned grounding when you were talking about being active that's a term I'm not familiar with, unless you're talking about taking away their phone and making them <laughs> stay in the house. Oh, That's yeah. true.
2: That goes back to the punishment. We don't want to go there. <laughs> um, no, it, it, some people call it earthing or grounding. I, I use it in, even in my practice, even with adults. But it's taking your shoes off and going outside into the dirt and getting, getting connected again with the earth. And it, it sounds a little out there, but the earth produces negative ions. And- we produce both, but we produce more of the positive ions. Well, in connecting with that, we blend those two together, which can be a a real balancing part for us. So I, you know, I know uh, we both have done it. I've taken my, both of my kids out when they just just were ah, and I had to kind of like, like pull them out there, but I took them out with their bare feet and got them just to sit and put their feet when you get into the dirt, into the earth, mm-hmm, and it, it mm-hmm. really has a lot of health benefits to it. And that grounding is one of them. I know with our youngest one, within five minutes, she she would go from this <laughs> to giggling and laughing and running, you know, because I'd have to mm-hmm, just run around in the mm-hmm. front yard. It neutralizes them, right? Yes, yes. yes. Oh, so it, I, I think it's a cool way to begin the day for kids is to get them outside, mm-hmm. get them... Barefoot. I mean, that's not in the middle of winter, but. uh, But, Well,
0: you know, I I just, you know, meditation work talks about that, you know, and kind of centering and connecting with the earth. So it kind of fits in with that. And when you can get outside and, you know, be out in nature, it it helps our brains. It helps so many different things. Um,
1: Yeah, science supports just being outdoors, walking outdoors, and being part of nature as being so um mentally
2: healing and so i mean i talk when i talk to my clients i talk about meditation and as far as a a way of calming anxiety but i i I don't look at meditation as this guru on the mountain doing the hmm, you know Mm -hmm. kind of thing it's whatever you lose yourself into for me i like music and, and certain musics can really just take me into and it focuses back into yourself you know and so it can be jogging it can be walking you writing. like to write
0: writing yeah you know. you know i journal in the morning Journaling, I, I, yeah it, it it grounds me it helps center me to um carry, focus i guess yeah to know. focus because it's you know doing something that you enjoy so your attention is tuned into that
2: you don't necessarily have to sit still to do it it's mm. not it's not the, i love that you know it, it's a, it's about like i say whatever loses yourself like i say, i have people that i know clients that have jogged and when they jog, they just, they, they oh. everything around them kind of gets put aside, you know, yeah. they, they can just really focus on what's what's mm-hmm. going on for them. Yeah, and oh.
0: another great tool with kids is mindfulness. And a therapist actually initiated this with our youngest, with her therapist, just for a minute, focus on one thing, you know, maybe it's a piece of food and you look at it and you eat it slowly and you really taste it, you know, and really mm-hmm. focus on it for a minute. Or if you're outside, let's just be quiet and then think of and listen to all the things we can hear and then we can talk about it. You know, for a real young kid, it might not be a minute, it might be 15 seconds, Mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. let's just tune in and pay attention. Let's just really think about what this food feels like in our mouth and what's the taste and the texture or, you know, let's stop and just listen. And there's just so many different ways to incorporate kind of a mindfulness in each day. That's, you know, such an important skill and it can do with kids of any age.
1: And then there's going through the senses right that's a that's right. a mindfulness where
0: you, right right yeah. right what am i hearing what am i feeling what am i seeing yeah and right. smelling right. and right
2: right well you you know then another means of, of relaxation or, or getting out of anxiety is going through your body and tensing up pieces oh. parts of your body mm-hmm. one mm-hmm. at a time you know progressive you,
1: muscle relaxation yeah, there you that's, go and,
2: yeah, so
0: you focus on each muscle group mm-hmm. and you tense it I, and slowly you're releasing it so in order mm-hmm. to really relax you, scrunch and tense your shoulders up and then you can relax them mm-hmm. um so yeah the progressive relaxation is a great tool
2: and that yeah. works with kids just as well as adults uh, yeah. You know.
1: yeah yeah i think mine i think mine uh was from the feed up because i remember okay. doing my head yeah okay uh, yeah and you scrunch your face and you right, open right. your eyes really wide and
2: yeah
0: right. yeah i think right. i learned that too when i first learned it and you
2: can take it to any intensity you know you can go down to a finger you know or mm-hmm. you can do more generalized it, it
0: mm-hmm. i was gonna say yeah with like a two or three year old okay we're just gonna tense up our whole body and yeah. squeeze our fists yeah. right right gonna let it all go right because they're not going to be able to differentiate yes things, for sure in parts of the body but, well,
2: well and, and also for little kids uh, with breathing there's a couple different okay. ways of doing some good yeah. deep breathing. You know, Gina does the one with blowing out the candles. Picture a, picture a big birthday cake with a lot of candles. Oh. You got to blow them all out.
0: You know, we talk about taking deep breaths in and blowing out. If a kid's really anxious and they're hyperventilating, mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. hard to focus on breathing in and out. But if you ha- tell a kid to blow out, then they're going to be forced to breathe in. It's just a natural occurrence. And so you literally can take some candles. And tell the child blow out the candles right they're going to and they're forcing the air out their mouth and then they're naturally going to breathe back in so it's one way to get them into a calmer breathing pattern
2: and i, I do the one i do is i'll have them do raspberries mm-hmm, but, mm-hmm. so you, you know breathe in Right, you
1: know, right,
2: and, I, and that's I, a sensory thing too. I think. Well, yeah, and I, I, I usually collapse to the floor as I'm doing it. You know, and <laughs> they giggle and laugh, so yeah. they're getting really two right. things out of it. They're getting right. the breathing part out of it, but they're getting the laughter, which yes. relaxes them too. So,
0: and it's silly. Young kids are like, yeah, oh, they're you all, know,
2: yeah, it's so fun, and you and know. Making...
1: And laughter releases endorphins too.
0: Yeah, I know, and like I know, hugging, you know, helps to release endorphins and oh. calm their anxiety, and okay. it's. I even read I forget the number of seconds that a hug is and how it, it changes the chemicals in our brain and so a prolonged hug can really have a calming wow. relaxing effect on our body and yeah I went to a conference it's been a number of years ago I want to say it was a speech therapist but they specialized they were laughter therapists and you know the importance of it and how it affects our our body and you know even the forced laughter it forcing yourself to laugh. It's kind of like making yourself smile. You know, it's changing the dynamics in your brain and functioning. Mm. Yeah. And how how therapeutic it can be. Yeah. Now we're going to have to go look that up some more because yeah, there, I know there is science behind it and it is fascinating.
1: And I do know inserting silliness or humor in a tense situation often will just kind of, you know, change the chemistry and take, take the wind out of whoever's coming at At you just to do something silly or say something silly kind of like you said when you were brainstorming you know make a silly idea or whatever right
0: because we we, you know we take things so seriously and someone said to me once you know think is this going to matter five years from now especially with your kids you know they wrote on the wall is this really going to matter in five years like how how serious and how important is this and um I, i found a facebook picture of our youngest child gosh she was maybe four pouring her own cereal and pretty much poured the whole box of it out and overflowing um, <laughs> mm-hmm. onto the table. And I found this picture. I'm like, oh, this is great. You know, how do you handle this, right? Mm-hmm. And being our third child, she's much younger than our other two. I found it, you know, funny and amusing. And um, I think I said, are you trying to, you know, build a sandcastle? You know, I said something light and lively with it. Mm-hmm. You know, and yet so many times we're quick to jump on it, jump on it, get angry. When it, in the grand scheme of things, you know, it doesn't really matter. <laughs>
1: If your parents had kiddos blowing feathers or cotton balls, that is a sensory activity. Watch to see if your kid responded well to that. Blowing feathers or cotton balls is a great homework break, especially if your kid is getting overwhelmed, distracted, or unfocused. Blowing feathers or cotton balls actually helps reset your child and refocus them instead of maybe a different break activity that makes it difficult for them to wind back down and get to work. That completes this series on reducing anxiety at home. Even if kids are going back to school, you can still improve the environment of stress in your house. So in this series, we talked about respect, communication, alternatives to punishment, problem solving, and unknowingly plugging your kids into specific roles. If you missed one of these topics, I highly encourage you to go back and listen to that episode. Parents of any age kids will benefit from these tips, and most of the advice is helpful to us grown-ups too. Next week, we start a series on establishing an allowance with your kids, all ages we're talking about. And that will round out this season, season one of Short and Sweet Parenting Tips. Stay tuned for a trailer for the next season, Fresh Ideas in Bite-Sized
2: Portions.